radio for the Agile community. www.agile.fm All right, welcome back to another episode of Agile FM. And today I'm here with Larry Apke. He is a president, CEO of a company. I don't know if you can call it a company. It's a non-profit organization of thejobhackers.com. Now, Larry has a um, past experience as a consultant uh, for Apple, American Express, USAA. Uh, he's been a high school teacher and uh, he currently works also for other large organizations as his, what he describes as his day job. Um, but there is another job he's fulfilling and that is what I would like to talk about with him today and that is providing free training for people in transition. That's where this non-profit organization of the job hackers comes into the mix. Well, first of all, before we get started, welcome to the podcast, Larry. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Yes, very nice. I do want to talk about this topic because now there's a lot of scrum training going on in this world and a lot of people offer these courses on various sites, including myself. Um, but this is, this is different. Uh, this is for um, just recently, if I did the research correctly, you just recently um, got the nonprofit status right back in uh, early 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, that's correct. Mm -hmm. But prior to that, you already started providing free Scrum training, um, especially for people in transition. Now, help me a little bit. You're definitely passionate about Agile and Scrum because you do this during the day, but you're also doing it at night and in the mornings. Now, tell a little bit of what, what this program is all about. Yeah, the, the program is to help people who are in transition um, understanding if, if they can get a knowledge of Agile and Scrum and gets a little bit of extra skill in that area that it would make them more marketable and it will help them to find work. Uh, all our people are, are in transition. They're all looking for work. And, and for the most part, uh, they couldn't afford um, some of the classes uh, on their own uh, because of financial considerations. Mm -hmm. So I started this uh, about three years ago with our first class and uh, we're on our sixth class now. Uh, this is, um, uh, February of, of 2018. This is my last week uh, of this uh, fifth class. And mm -hmm. uh, we do six weeks uh, of training. We do it from 7.30 to 9 o'clock in the morning, which is tough for some people to make. Uh, but it allows uh, me to do my day job and, and other folks to get on with their uh, regular existence after the training. Mm -hmm. And uh, we basically just help them understand Agile and Scrum to help prepare them for um, you know, jobs as either scrum masters or maybe product, um, uh, you know, project managers or something like that in, in the agile scrum world. Mm -hmm. So when you say there, there's a program in place, right? So this is not like the typical two day or three day or something like that kind of session. It's not a bootcamp. It's a program, right? So this is a little bit more ongoingly. Yeah, it is. And, and one of the things that we also try to do is not only are we giving them the training, but we're trying to help them out with other things in, in placing them for jobs. So a lot of people come to us um, in their 30s, 40s and even 50s. Mm -hmm. um, and some of them have been you know, working for companies for quite some time and they just do not have a lot of information and knowledge about how to find jobs. So we provide support with that. Um, we do meetups. 
We're trying to partner with employment agencies so that um, once these people receive the education, they'll also receive help with placement. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I would consider it a program. And and, and some of the stuff we cover is, I I think, a little bit different than you might get in in a normal classic CSM course. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, we get uh, quite frequently we'll get CSMs in the class. Oh, wow. Um, we, we cover a lot more of what I would consider the organizational transformation side of, uh, of the work. Um, it's, it's mostly theoretical. Uh, we're, we're trying to work um, on getting um, the Scrum Masters some more practical experience of working with teams, but, but we're just not there yet. Mm-hmm. So you said that this is like the third year. So how long are these programs? Let's just say if, just for, for example, somebody listens to that and says, I know somebody who would be appropriate for something like that. You are in the San Francisco area, right? So mm-hmm. this program only exists in San Francisco from, from your organizations, right? Is that correct? Well, actually it was, uh, when we started, it was just uh, something that was local. And um, being the agilist that we, we hope to be, uh, we experiment from time to time with different things. And, and the experiment we tried with this current class is to have an online component. And we actually signed up 25 people online um, for the class. Mm-hmm. And we found it's worked uh, actually pretty well. So we will continue to offer that. Our, our, we're offering the next class. Uh, we'll start sometime in spring. Um, we're looking at either March 20th or 27th. Mm-hmm. And, and it runs for six weeks. But we do have people from all over the United States now, um, some who take it online. And we have about uh, a dozen who take it um, in, person. In, in person in San Francisco. Wow, so that's quite a significant number, and they're they're really committed. How do they find you? I mean, how, is this also the employment agency that builds like the the mediator here, or how do people find you? Well, we're very fortunate to have uh, partnerships with a lot of other nonprofits. Even though we're still uh, we're a new nonprofit, we've been very fortunate to work with some really great nonprofits that have been around a while. Uh, I want to mention the name Path Forward, uh, pathforward.org. They're actually in your neighborhood and uh, somewhere in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, they are for people who have been out of the workforce for a while, um, mostly to take care of people. Uh, it's, it's obviously a lot of women who have taken care of children, uh, but also could be men who have taken care of parents or something of that nature or taken care of children. Mm-hmm. Um, we, have, we have quite a few who come to us from there because mm-hmm. they, they need the skills um, to help them, and Path Forward helps them as well. Um, we work a lot with the PMI groups, um, specifically with PMI group here in, in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if folks are interested in, in, in signing up and they're in transition and they feel that Agile and Scrum training would help them to help, uh, secure their next job, um, they certainly can go to our website, thejobhackers.com, mm-hmm. and fill out the participant uh, form um, to sign up for the next class. Mm-hmm. But it's got to be pe- people in transition, right? Yeah, just people in transition. One of the things is is that you know because we don't charge for the class um, and we're a nonprofit, we want to make sure that it, it f- fulfills a social need. Yeah, and, and that need is for for folks to find uh, meaningful employment, and, and we're just here to help them do that. Mm-hmm. Well, Larry, you're you're not um, uh, how how to put this? You have been in your career through several organizations. You have seen. Scrum in various implementations uh, um, in, in the uh, San Francisco area. You traveled quite a bit for organizations. Now, the question I have for you is that what was the trigger event for this? I mean, you, you work during the day with a company, but 
to take something else on like this? What what triggered this three years ago? What what made you do what you now have as a as a program over there in a nonprofit organization? Yeah, certainly. I, I mean, these folks who are in transition, um, uh, they in a lot of cases, it's it's very difficult for them. Um, anyone who's lost a job would would understand that um, when we when we had the financial crisis, um, mm-hmm. what are we looking about seven eight years ago? Yeah. Um, I lost my job mm-hmm. uh, through no fault of my own, um, and I lost. I ended up losing my house, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was very very tough for me, and, and I certainly didn't want others to go through that. So that was one of the big things. Um, there's also a there's also a company here that's a nonprofit called ProMatch. And I went to one of their meetings where there was where there was just literally dozens and dozens of very highly qualified individuals who were looking for work. And it just really tugged at my heartstrings to see uh, these many people who are who are in transition and struggling to find work. And I knew that I needed to do what I could to help them. Right. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, you know, because it's not like you have some free time and spare time and it's like, hey, what am I going to do? And I'll start teaching for people in transition. You do are very active um, in, in your day role and to take something else on that really speaks for yourself. Now, I do want to ask you, in these three years, maybe not in the current program, but maybe in those two previously, do you have any um, like, do you have any kind of success? Do you get feedback? Like talking about the agile spirit, are you getting any feedback from your program? Are you staying in touch with these people? Do you have a success story after this yeah. program is over? Yeah, we've got quite a few success stories. The one thing that I would encourage people who are interested is, is if you go to our website, there's there's a series of testimonials that we took with some of our former students, which speak mostly to the content of the course and the enjoyment that they that they received from it, mm-hmm. um, which I think is important. But more than that, um, we're starting to track the the folks who have gone through the course and actually have received employment. And just this week, um, there are three people who uh, have gone through our program uh, who received work, um, and I was notified of it. And that's that's like the big thing. But we, we have people even you know partway through the program uh, who said, um, without your uh, mm-hmm. course, I wouldn't have aced the interview. I wouldn't have gotten the job. And they end up quitting the course before they finish it, and, and we're happy as can be if they fin- if they quit the course because they got a job. Mm-hmm. It is definitely uh, that's that's awesome feedback, right? And that makes you keep going with a fourth and a fifth and possibly further years than further out with this with this program. Um, yeah. What struggles? I'm just curious. What these people in transition? Can you give us obviously no details, right? But is there anything you can give us about the the skill set they're bringing to the training? Is it very diverse, or is there like one source of people in in particular that are interested in that? I would say the majority of our folks come from project management backgrounds and for whatever reason have not um, gotten the opportunity to get the training in Agile and Scrum and realize now that it's important to their to further their career and find work in, in this industry. Um, but I've taken people from all walks of life. We do not have an entrance exam. Uh, we don't take attendance. We'll take whoever feels that they can they can benefit from this knowledge, and uh, we'll add them if we can. Uh, obviously, we have an upper limit of of the number of mm-hmm. folks we can take to be effective. But we've taken people from electrical engineering. Uh, both of my sons, uh, two of my, I should say not both. I have three sons, but my my two oldest boys have both gone through the program. Um, 
and and the program uh, prepares people to take the PSM if they choose to. And both my boys took the PSM, and they both passed. Mm, wow, nice, very good. Uh, that that speaks for the for the content as well, right? Now let's talk a little bit about. You just mentioned like the size of the the groups you can take through this uh, program. Obviously, those are especially for the ones in person. There's a limiting factor, and that's the space. I would assume, right? So you yep. have so you have secured a space where you meet in the mornings or or evenings. Um, for for your program uh, talks and uh, presentations and uh, educational material, but um, w what are the constraints you work in here? How do people have to envision what's going on? Well, the, the biggest constraint, you know, locally is is obviously the space, and and the way we've done the space is we've been very fortunate throughout that that uh, I have some wonderful contacts, mostly on on LinkedIn, because I've been in this business for a long time, and and we just post every quarter when we're ready to start a new class that we're looking for space does anybody have space that they can donate um, currently um, if i can mention it's expedia and hotwire here in in mm -hmm. san francisco that is donating the space for our class and mm -hmm. we actually uh, because they're do donating the space we take on some of their people for free mm -hmm. um, to allow them to experience it um, we have not reached i don't think the upper bounds yet but we're getting close i would guess that um, you know, as far as in in person and, and online, we're probably looking at 40. When um, we had 39 start the last one, we might even try to go up to 50 and see if it waters down the the education. But we're going to try to experiment. Our goal is to help as many people as we can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, from a, from an online perspective, you're not really limited, right? You could take larger groups, and space is not so much of a concern. But in this case, San Francisco, I would assume, very similar to New York. It's just not a lot of space you can use. Uh, you have to be just thankful for what you have. Absolutely, and it's very expensive as well if yeah. we don't get it donated to us. Yeah, well, talking about uh, donations, right? So you are a full nonprofit organization. You can accept donations, but let's talk a little bit about the funding model here. How do you, how do you run this nonprofit? How do you uh, get the funds you need to keep a program like this uh, alive? I mean, yes, there is... Uh, you, Dependent on on space, but also there you have to buy material supplies. I would assume, and certain things you have to um, lay out. So, how do you um, how do you finance this program? Yeah, for for now, the big thing is for donations. We're we're looking for don for donations to try to prime the pump. I mean, obviously, um, there we, we, it would be nice if we could have staff that were full time. Everybody now is volunteer, myself included. Mm -hmm. Um, we would like to get to a point where we could have um, myself and maybe a few others full time so that we could find ways to to um, serve the population uh, better uh, because we have the time to invest. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're looking for donations for that. But we, we do have a funding model that's that's based on uh, working with partner um, organizations. Um, so we will never become an employment agency, but we might partner with employment agencies who, who would give us a percentage of placement if mm -hmm. they found if they're able to place our um, our mm -hmm. scrum masters and, and, and people who participate in our class. And we're hoping that that would be sufficient. But but we understand it probably won't cover everything. So we, we uh, will always be looking for uh, donations. And, and also uh, now that we're uh, recognized nonprofit, we're going to go after some of the larger uh, foundations that support education and job training like Zuckerberg's and, and Gates and, and others. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So the, yeah. So donations are possible, obviously online. But I saw also some some crowdsourcing you did, right? 
Uh, yeah, we have we have it through right now. We have a I think it's GoFundMe uh, mm-hmm. page um, where people can can do that just for the ease. But obviously, anybody who wants to donate, they can. They, we, we'll figure something out. They just need to get in contact with us. Yeah. Well, so and there's another thing I, I wanted to ask you is some of the listeners out there might listen to this and say, you know what, that sounds like I I would be interested in as well, Or, but I'm not in San Francisco, right? So mm-hmm. this is obviously, we don't know who is listening to this, and maybe some people will comment on the uh, comment section on agile.fm. Um, obviously, we forward every request, but um, on the, what would you like to see this program to be if other people want to, um, you know, complement your services or how would this work like not a donation but actually I'll, I'll help you like if that kind of uh, interested person here yeah there's lots of ways uh, obviously that we can be helped we do have a volunteer organization we meet on a, on a regular basis to discuss work that needs to be done um, a lot of it has to do obviously with the promotion of of the organization um, getting folks uh, who might have the the, the uh, funding sources to to be able to donate um, you know, through LinkedIn and other things. We do uh, one other thing, too, that, that is coming up this week and will happen on a monthly basis is we do uh, free webinars. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, th- we would like to use the webinars as a way if we're going to give something of value to the organization through some of the talks and things that we're going to provide. Um, we certainly would love to get donations, but, but people are free to, to join us on the webinars. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, they, if they give it the notion, great. If they don't, uh, that's fine as well. Um, we also have a meetup that we do um, monthly here locally in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a lot of things in, in the community. So, so there's a lot of places where folks can help us with that, um, most certainly. Right. So the, uh, just to be clear, the webinars would be open to anybody. It would be one way. It doesn't have to be like this. It's not uh, a mandatory, but it's one way for you to, to raise some funds. Yeah, we're trying it. We'll see if it will work for us. But we have our first webinar. Uh, this is February seventeenth uh, or eighteenth. It's yeah. a Thursday, yeah. and um, we're going to do that on a monthly basis. And we'll see if that works. But we're going to try whatever it, whatever it is. We're very committed to, to making sure that we we help people's lives become better, and, and we're going to do whatever it takes to get there. Um, we're going to try some things uh, in an agile way, and we know we're not going to necessarily succeed, but we're going to take that information. We're going to continue to improve what we do and improve the offerings that we have for the community and for our participants. Right. Well, Larry, this is uh, so encouraging, and I, I hope when the listeners are listening to this uh, thing and they might get in touch with you, they might have an idea. There might be other people in this country who do something similar, just not as transparent as you do, so we would know about it, right? And maybe there's a way for people to connect with you um, and just maybe share their stories, maybe uh, maybe some people that A, want to be part of a transition, either uh, online or somebody in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe it's somebody who wants to help uh, with donations. Maybe it's somebody who wants to help with services and uh, run programs somewhere else. Absolutely. We, we do, Joe. The interesting thing is, is since I've been starting this program, and, and obviously I'm on things like LinkedIn and Facebook, but mm-hmm. there are a couple others throughout the country who have seen and heard what we're trying to do here, and they're trying to replicate it. Uh, I know we've got uh, a gentleman in Philadelphia. Um, there's somebody else on the East Coast. I have a good friend in Minnesota. He's doing very similar things in Minneapolis area. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have a good friend in San Jose who's just down the road from us who's doing a lot of the same things that we're doing. And I don't see any of this as competition. Oh, yeah. We're all out there trying to help make it a better world for these people. And, and anyone uh, who has any, uh, any desire to try to do this where they live, um, I'm more than happy to speak with them. All right. Larry, well, thank you for um, you know, making this visible, what you're doing. I want to thank you for what you're doing. Uh, in your extra, you know, after hours, you could be, you know, sitting at home or doing gardening and so on. And you, you, you help uh, with this program. So you also get to go the extra mile. You make it an official um, nonprofit. You have a good vision and you're very inclusive. So I want to thank you for that. No, well, I want to thank you for the time, actually, and, and getting our word out to to your listeners. And, and it was certainly a, it's a pleasure for me to be able to talk about it and have the the uh, opportunity to reach more people. And so I really appreciate you um, taking the time to speak with me today. Definitely. We're going to see where this program is in a few years and, uh, you know, where we are where then. Thank you so much. Larry. Super. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Agile FM, the radio for the Agile community. I'm your host, Joe Krebs. If you're interested in more programming and additional podcasts, please go to www.agile.fm. Talk to you soon. Thank you.